0: They're coming to get you. They're coming for you, Barbara. They're coming to get you. Coming to get you, Barbara. This is They're Coming to Get You. We came here to chew bubblegum and eat ass. And we're all out of bubblegum. My name is Brent Terhune. And I'm Gavin Eddings. And
1: mm, love, love a hot ass eating reference to start the show. <laughs> <laughs> Just love that. That's not even the line. You know that's not the line. What is the line? Uh, I'm a, I'm here to eat so much ass and chew bubblegum. <laughs> and I'm all out of bubblegum.
0: I came here to chew, chew bubblegum and eat ass. And I just found more gum. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I want my breath to be good for when I'm chowing <laughs> on your brown town.
0: Uh, so yeah, as you could uh, imagine, <laughs> dear listener, well, those quotes are all from the movie They Live.
1: Yes, this is what I've wanted to do for a while. This is one of my uh, favorites of all time. And what I think to be, I, th- it's tough to say, because John Carpenter, I don't want to be too controversial. He's made some good horror movies.
0: Yeah, he made In the Mouth of Madness. He, he did made... The Ghost
1: of Mars.
0: Oh, my. I didn't even make it through that movie. <laughs> Escape from and New Pam York. And Pam Greer's in that movie. Pam Greer's enough to make me stay for a movie. <laughs> and I was like, I can't do it, Pam. He did I'm a... out. <laughs>
1: he did Escape from New York.
0: Escape uh, from L.A.
1: Yeah. Uh, did he do Escape from L.A.? I thought he didn't do Escape from L.A.
0: I think you did, yeah.
1: Okay, I I hope everybody right now is yelling at their at whatever they're listening on. Like, are you not going to mention Halloween <laughs> or the thing?
0: No, no, we're not. Assault
1: on <laughs> Precinct Thirteen, I think.
0: Yep, uh, Starman. <laughs> yeah, these are all. He did do Escape from LA, just so you know.
1: Okay, you were right. I was wrong. So we'll we'll put it on the board as one <laughs> time you were right and I was wrong.
0: One seventy two to one.
1: Yeah. So, yes. Also Halloween, the thing, the fog, you know, yeah. the hits.
0: Yeah. I mean, if, if we're talking horror directors, I think a lot of people would put him in the top five.
1: Absolutely. It, yeah. I think it's him like Wes Craven, George Romero. Maybe on a bonus episode on our Patreon, we'll do the best horror directors.
0: I think we could do that. Yeah, so, what's the, What's our Patreon, Gabby? Uh,
1: Patreon is our is patreon.com slash they're coming to get you. We have three tiers. If you want bonus episodes, you can subscribe to the Nut and Run $5 tier. You get episodes early, and you also get bonus content at least once a month. And yes, I love that you giggle when I say the Nut and Run tier.
0: It's got to be the Nut and Run yeah. tier.
1: Also, if you want to uh, pick what we talk about on those bonus episodes or contribute to the main series, you can... You can join the thanks for bringing him up tier for just <laughs> That's three dollars more. It's about my dead brother. It's about your dead brother, and how we honor him is by asking for people to pay us eight dollars a month.
0: Yeah, it's he's he was very much along the same lines as Elon Musk. He wanted eight dollars a month.
1: Yes, and if you want, we'll we'll mail you a blue check mark. Don't actually count on us to mail you a blue check mark, but it's it's a fun thought in, mm-hmm. in theory.
0: Uh, And we'll mail you a baby tooth. It might be from my brother. (laughs) It might be from me. (laughs) Oh, my God. I
1: I was going to let the bit go, and you're like, let's bring some baby teeth into it. It might be from my dead brother. It might be from uh, somebody's dead brother.
0: I get them from a little. It's a little crystal shop. They sell baby teeth down the street. So.
1: What is that a real thing?
0: No, no. <laughs>
1: like, and it's run by the dog from Goosebumps.
0: Yeah, Jam, it was, he's it's everywhere. a bodega dog.
1: <laughs> what is that?
0: Bodega dog. <laughs>
1: bodega dog.
0: He said, "I had enough of Hollywood. I'm going to start this bodega."
1: <laughs> I got baby teeth. I've got crystals. I've got a stuffed <laughs> raccoon. What do you uh, want?
0: <laughs> And what's the other tier, Gavin? Uh,
1: the other tier is oh you kind of like us and that's where you just give us $2 cuz you like us.
0: That's it. Yeah, yeah, and if if you don't we have 3 tiers but there will be many more tiers if you refuse to support us financially. <laughs> oh, wordplay, wordplay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh Oh, we should we should mention too that this is the season 4 finale, which means next week is our uh awards uh episode. So we want you, dear listener, to uh chime in if you want to. And uh, posted our on our instagrams right now are the categories if you want to chime in you can uh, email us what's that I don't even remember the emails if they're coming <laughs> to get you at uh, uh, they're coming to get you pod at gmail.com. they're coming
1: to get you pod at gmail.com yes
0: you set that email up I know and I f- I forgot so You're right You're <laughs> there's right. that we're talking about uh, best nudity best score soundtrack best poster final girl worst movie most annoying character favorite movie. Uh, best uh, tagline, kill biggest oh shit moment, and all that is posted on our Instagram right now. If you want to reference that, and send us an email, and we'll uh, we'll uh, include you in our season four wrap up.
1: If you've ever wanted to hear your name read aloud on a very niche podcast with hundreds of listeners, this is mm-hmm. your chance to do it.
0: Nut and Run sixty nine says, <laughs> "Thanks for bringing him up beyond the grave." Says. <laughs> But yeah, we're talking about They Live today. Yes, They Live,
1: one of my favorite movies, horror movies of all time, that I did not see for the first time until probably about three years ago. I had, mm-hmm. I was familiar with the idea. I would heard all of the one-liners. Not from this movie, but uh, do you remember Duke Nukem?
0: I never played Duke Nukem.
1: Well, Duke Nukem is just basically the John Nada character. He just stole all the great lines from They Live, and then he says them in a real cool way. In uh, okay, in in some pretty uh, okay games and one really shitty one.
0: Uh, yeah. So shout out to Duke Nukem, man. R.I.P. <laughs> I don't know if he's dead or not. I, don't...
1: Uh, I mean, he hasn't had a game since like 2011, when when Duke, When Duke Nukem Forever came out, yeah, he's pretty dead, my dude. But yeah, saw this movie for the first time fell in love with it. We were, we're big wrestling fans. As you can Mm -hmm. hear reference on this, my friend, Mike said he loved our Bret Hart reference on our descent episode. He's like more Bret Hart references. (laughs) I was like, it's like, okay, guess we'll do more of those. Uh, The excellence of execution. There you go, Mike. Um, But we're big wrestling fans and Roddy Piper, of course, the star of this. When was your first experience with this absolutely underrated gem of a movie?
0: Probably, I mean, close to to you, you know, four or five years ago. And I first time I saw it, it was a letdown because I, you know, John Carpenter is synonymous with horror, but he's he's done so much more than that. And one could I you could make the argument, Gavin, that this movie isn't even horror. I think it
1: is. It's It's sci fi
0: more. But
1: it's more sci fi action. But there are some scary parts in it. And because Shout Factory sold me a 4K Blu-ray, we're gonna call it horror. We're gonna call it horror. Yeah,
0: yeah. You you spent your thirty dollars or whatever it was. Yes, and I'm sure it was well worth it. By the way,
1: it's yes. Uh, I will say uh, this: th- this was my first time watching a 4K Blu-ray. Mm-hmm.
0: Is my first one ever? Is that why your face is all melty because of the colors? The colors
1: were so popping. <laughs> And the they black opened and white the Ark was of the so...
0: Covenant and you just <laughs> <laughs> yes my
1: my face melted like a Nazi in Ark of the Covenant <laughs>
0: that you're doing Nazi face right now you can't do that that's offensive <laughs> whoa whoa
1: that's my culture okay that, that's, <laughs> hey that, that's, that's, that's my culture stop doing Nazi face
0: that's mine culture okay
1: <laughs> but yes, my face did did melt because it looked so good. Totally worth it. I know right now everybody, like, streaming everything. But when you watch a piece of physical media, you don't have to worry about, like, buffering any of that weird in the, in, like, the darkness on the screen of it looking, like, weird and, like, artifacting or anything. Mm -hmm. It's just a clear, crisp picture the whole time. Sound was good. Y'all, watch some physical media because it is pretty nice.
0: Let's get physical. Media. Physical media. (laughs) Um... Yeah, but I, I was let down because it was just not what I, I was expecting. I expected more horror to it, but I've seen it two or three more times since then. And I this movie, I just really like this movie. I like the characters. I like Roddy Piper. I like the message that it says. The uh, I don't know. It's it's uh, very subtle. You almost don't pick up on the message in this movie, Gavin. Yeah,
1: it, it has a really... and it, For those of you who may not be as familiar or have only seen it one time... Uh, and may have missed it. It does have like a an anti-consumerism message to it.
0: Fuck. <laughs> I, I throughout the whole uh, podcast, I will be doing subliminal messages <laughs> while Gavin speaks.
1: Uh, please do, uh, but fuck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but Kill it, your family.
1: <laughs> it's really subtle. Where <laughs> <laughs> I, I just keep looking for you going towards the microphone. Like it's like you yeah. when, when you Gilbert Godfried me. <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> consume. It's called They Live. <laughs> but it's got a really subtle. It's got a really subtle political message of like we are all consumerism and these aliens have come to earth and they want us to reproduce and breed and like consume and obey and stay mm-hmm. asleep. It's very very cool and I really like it. And it's just a, it's such a fun movie. It's a movie you could have on in the background at a party and it would be fine.
0: This watching this again, this movie really plays like a video game. It does. It really does. You could, yeah. There's a lot of just first-person shooter moments in it. it it's very Grand Theft Auto where he's beating up the cops, <laughs> and he does one thing wrong, and the cops come running. Now you got like a two or three star alert in the corner of your screen, and you got to get away. That type of thing, but. I like this movie a lot and I don't think it there's no subtlety this to this movie. No. But it's when you put on a pair of glasses and the money says this is your God There's no <laughs> subtlety. But I also sometimes you'd need you'd need no subtlety to your message. And that's yeah. this movie. I think it's fun. I love the acting. I love the storyline and as with most John Carpenter things, the soundtrack is there's not a lot of he does it's he doesn't differentiate from one scene to the next, I think. It's kind of the same soundtrack, mm-hmm. but I just love it. It's uh, you know, kind of cowboy westerny it's very, type
1: stuff. I, I picked up on more of a bluesy. It's very blues, kind of down on your line. I thought that,
0: it's both. I think it's a combination yeah. of both.
1: So do you know what the soundtrack made me think of? What it reminded me of? It reminded me of train tracks. I don't know why. Every mm-hmm. time it would come on, I could just imagine. Uh, Roddy Piper walking by some train tracks, and just yeah, well, like, I think barrr, part barrr. of it starts
0: out on train I think, tracks. Yeah, right? I
1: think it does. Maybe, it's, maybe that's why because it starts. <laughs> on, I can imagine it being on train tracks because there's that part in the movie when they're actually on train <laughs> tracks. <laughs>
0: well, well, there's the the part in the the homeless camp too where one of the guys is just playing a harmonica, and I'm like. That's the most cliche thing I've ever seen. You got to have some fingerless gloves standing over a a barrel fire. And you're pretty much every hobo I've ever seen on any pop culture thing.
1: I was really mad that no nobody walked, walked into frame holding a stick and a bindle. Like mm-hmm. here, this is where the hobos be uh, collaborating.
0: Nobody, that two guys weren't on the thing on the railroad tracks. So we gotta push down the thing and it, it moves. We're rolling. I don't, into- I don't know what that thing's called. But. There, there's
1: a guy with a no Like I hear this is where the hobos co- commune here. I, I if you like, I open my can of beans and share it with you. Just like Yeah, that.
0: eating beans right out of the the can.
1: And and the tops not all the way off just popped open enough that you can be like, I
0: can save this for later. Oh, well, we're going back in my pocket. I got the beans in my sock. <laughs> beans in my sock. Beans in my sock.
1: <laughs> that that's one of Cardi B's uh lesser known songs, I think.
0: Yeah, beans in my sock. That's- <laughs> It's a banger. It's you know. It's it's one of the more subtle songs. It's one of her
1: meat. It's it's one of her bean sides.
0: Oh yeah, bean sides. <laughs> Roll that beautiful bean footage.
1: Play that beautiful bean bass. <laughs> Hit it. Open the pit, Fred two oh nine. Open the pit for Cardi B's bean song. <laughs> oh, this is already off the rails.
0: It's the magical fruit. <laughs> it's the magical fruit. <laughs>
1: that beans <laughs> so the hobo camp and everything i do want to say this movie opens really cool with john Nada walking to town much like john rambo in first blood which i think we've referenced on this show before uh but we've got him walking to town just looking for work he left colorado work dried up as he says um he goes to i guess is that just like the the work office like a job office
0: Yeah, I think it's kind of like an unemployment office type thing. And, of course, the lady says, we got nothing for you.
1: Yeah, and he's like, ugh. So then he has to walk to a construction site and Mm -hmm. goes, uh, I got my own tools. And he's like, well, this is a union job. Then he looks over and sees all those illegals working on the site and he's like was that
0: what was that that was supposed to be the their illegals i think
1: so i don't know a lot about i'm gonna sound so racist right now probably like that's not what that was at all gavin here's why the you...
0: problem with mexican no,
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay thank god thanks brent for saving me by by making it considerably worse i appreciate it well now hey, it's mine
0: you've... culture it's mine culture
1: <laughs> well now that you've opened that door well let me just talk for a second about the latino community <laughs>
0: You done opened a wrong can of beans, <laughs> which that's probably a little too close to uh, a, a, a racial reference.
1: <laughs> if you need me, I'll be uh, pedaling by myself down the down, down the railroad tracks away from this fucking podcast.
0: <laughs> chik, chik, whoop, whoop. I can't be here. I can't be here. Come back, Gavin. You're, <laughs> this is your show, too.
1: <laughs> no, not anymore. It's, it's they're coming to get you with racism with Brent your hewed
0: yeah, I don't. I don't know. I. I guess it's lost on me as if it really was a union job or whatever. But.
1: I don't. I. I didn't get the joke either. That like, can I talk to the shop steward? Maybe he's using like what what they call. Maybe that they're not like illegal or like non. I think they're
0: called scabs. Maybe. I don't. Oh yeah, we're day not day laborers, but a guy who's crossed the line. Oh, or whatever. I don't know. I don't. I don't have a real job. I know. Scabs uh, Scavs
1: might also be really offensive. Like Jesus Christ, Gavin. What do you say? <laughs> <laughs> I think Scavs are just like non-union guys. So he's like, are those union? And then, can we stop talk to this? Ch- stop. He wants to talk shop to steward. the shop steward as a way to be to call his bullshit and be like, oh, I, I can work here.
0: Yeah, and that what, that foreman is just an asshole for no reason. No, no sleeping on a job site. He, he he didn't even ask. He, he's like he's yeah. literally packing his stuff up. Yeah, and for a for a rover, wanderer, nomad, vagabond, uh, <laughs> that John Nada is. This dude's ripped. Yeah. So one of
1: my first notes, one of my first notes, were when he when he's crushing them rocks and moving that. I don't even know what, know what they're building except him crushing rocks. But yeah. I just wrote, looking real jacked, baby. <laughs> He f- for sure is. Oh yeah, this is some good stuff. Like this was, uh, what year was this? Was this 19- nineteen eighty eight? Nineteen eighty eight. So he's still in the midst of like his WWE career. Uh, I think
0: he was asked to do this movie after WrestleMania three. I is the story.
1: Yeah, because he had done stuff with like Mr T at the first WrestleMania, I believe. So he. Had, Which
0: one was the one where he painted his face half black?
1: Uh, I don't know. Peacock removed it, so I can't. <laughs>
0: Yes. Uh, So if you don't know what
1: we're talking about and and what's wrestling uh, fans know, I think he was fighting Bad News Brown, who is a black man. And Mm -hmm. as a way to, I guess, according to Roddy Piper, he was trying to show that everybody is black and white or something. And by doing that, he did half of his body. In just pure blackface. Not like, just the
0: face, the whole body. Yeah,
1: he heated did, he did black half body. Like it was, <laughs> it was, and he, now they've removed it from like Peacock and any video packages because they're like, that wasn't great. That was pretty racist.
0: Yeah, you could Google it. It's on here. And uh, the story I heard is whatever paint they used to, to paint his body was somebody uh on purpose like spilled the solvent that removes it from your skin so he had to walk through the airport the next day (laughs) (laughs) painted black
1: honestly though if i see an offensive roddy piper walking up to me when he's that jacked i'll be like you do you brother you do you you know what i'm not gonna this not my business this is not my business
0: and that you know, I will say that that was a wrestling storyline. I don't know that the real Roddy Piper was racist. I don't think so, so either. Everything I've I have read, he was that not. Storylines kind of ra- half, at least half racist. That sounds
1: but. so unlike wrestling to ever do a racist storyline, though, or to use caricatures or stereotypes. It seems so unlikely.
0: We're gonna make him a savage. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna, make these,
1: we're gonna make these Latinos where I come out on riding lawnmowers. We'll call them the Mexicools.
0: That that uh, was part of the Field Trip Podcast Worst Wrestling Storylines or Factions or whatever it was. That was, I forgot about the Mexicals. (laughs) Never forget. Literally ride a uh, a lawnmower to the ring, <laughs> Jesus Christ!
1: Yeah, a little on the nose there, and I—that's what I like about Roddy Piper being in this because you can draw from like all and talk about like his weird wrestling stuff as well that like led mm-hmm. him to doing this. But yeah, looking real jacked, has the his hair the best it's ever looked, and mm-hmm. Roddy Piper. If you're not familiar with his wrestling career, with I don't know which I don't know how you cannot be one of the best talkers. Of all time, he could cut a promo like nobody else. Which is when you talk on the microphone t- to the crowd. Let me
0: tell you something, brother. Blah blah blah.
1: You know, just when you think you know the answers, I change the questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, incredible. He hit Jimmy Snuka with a coconut and turned heel on him. Great stuff. And so seeing him in a movie where he's playing a cool guy with one-liners, it's such a natural transition for him. He's got a great look, real jacked, baby, real jacked, mm-hmm. and he just he delivers his line and he oozes cool so effortlessly in this movie.
0: Now, I w- there are other people that were supposed to to be in the movie, maybe, but let me let me say this first: that Piper didn't even know who John Carpenter was. Really, he was asked to yeah asked to do the movie his manager said, Hey, you should meet with this guy. And Piper said, okay, after WrestleMania, I'll meet with them. He says, so we sat down and I'm trying not to be too facetious, but it was pretty close to this. And it says, quote, could you pass me the butter? You want to roll? Yeah. You want to star in my next movie? Sure. Can I have some of that, some champagne? Sure. It was pretty much that where it was like, Hey, do you want to just very small talk with Carpenter? And there were other people that were supposed to be in the movie as well. And can you guess one of them? Is it Hulk Hogan? No. Okay. No, well, I, I was gonna say, do we think that Roddy Piper is a is a better for this role than Kurt Russell? Because up till then, Kurt Russell had been in three movies: The Thing, Big Trouble in Little China, and uh, Escape from New York. I think was the one. Yes. So that they have a proven track record. People like. Kurt Russell, but who do, who do you think for this movie would have been better?
1: Roddy Piper. I think okay. I think Roddy Piper because Kurt Russell is incredible in the thing, Big Trouble Little China, Escape from New York. He's so great. But I think at that point he was too recognizable. Mm-hmm. And I think that having, and Roddy Piper was as well, mm-hmm. one, of, one of the biggest re- wrestlers of all time. But having him be an actor, and that's a whole different world, I think just Roddy Piper is John Nada. John Nada is Roddy Piper. I can't mm-hmm. imagine anybody else playing this role.
0: Well, and, you know, Piper's upbringing, I just listened to, it was like a it's Steve Austin's classic episodes on his podcast. He doesn't do new ones, but he'll re-release the old ones. And I listened to the Roddy Piper one, and, like, what a shit childhood he had. I don't know if his parents died early, but then he was in an, an orphanage in Canada, but it was on an Indian or a Native American reservation, and like, they just hazed, he was the only white kid, so he had it rough, mm. you know, uh, and just a shitty childhood, because he never had a family, and was homeless at one point, so it's like, he kind of lived this life of a guy that on the road being homeless.
1: Mm. So he definitely had that to draw from for sure. And yeah. I think that really adds to his character. And mm-hmm. I think Kurt Russell would have done an an incredible job because Kurt Russell is incredible. But man, yeah. you can't imagine. Can Can you imagine anybody else but Roddy Piper doing this?
0: No, but it's also I've, I've already seen him. I, I enjoy it. So why why change it? You yeah, know? exactly. But the other people that were up for it or considered from Carpenter were... Tom Cruise, Harrison Ford, Michael Keaton, Arnold Schwollenpecker. <laughs> Got him. Uh, Sylvester Stallone, Jean-Claude Van Damme, Bruce Willis, Mel Gibson, Tommy Lee Jones, Dolph Lundgren, Ron Perlman, Alec Baldwin, Jeff Bridges, and Bruce Campbell. So all of Hollywood, essentially. Did you say Alec Baldwin? Uh, Alec Baldwin. He He's out. I don't see him. I don't see Jeff Bridges. Uh, Bruce Campbell, if it was more funny. Yes. I could see Bruce doing it.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> Hello. Y-
0: yeah, I think Arnold Schwarzenegger could have done this because there's, there's very little dialogue for Nada, even Stallone. Um, you, you, and Arnold yeah, Ford, so- you, you and Arnold like, ah, yeah, do, come on, do it. do it. I'm right here.
1: I'm here to chew bubble gum and kick at them i all at the <laughs> bubble gum. Let's go. Put on
0: the fucking glasses. Put them on, dude. Now it's not the tumor. You dirty motherfucker! <laughs> I said, put on the glasses.
1: <laughs> oh, you got got Stallone like put on the glasses. Yeah, put them on.
0: Yeah. Just put them on. Come on. Uh, but yeah, so I I think it's got to be Roddy Piper. But, yeah. Um, yeah, and Vince McMahon didn't want Roddy Piper to be in this movie, and he. Uh, actually offered him uh, he say, I'll get you another movie role that's the same money but uh, you know, if you know anything about Piper in the WWE, stuff would go bad frequently. Uh, And he left and and did this movie and came back to the WWE, uh, even bigger, more popular, and he credits uh, They Live for that buzz.
1: And what's funny, and I love hearing that now, that they didn't want to do this movie, because sitting behind me on my shelf, they did an official Mattel wrestling action figure of Roddy Mm -hmm. Piper as John Nada from They Live. And that is a testament to how much they love Roddy Piper and how much they love They Live and and his role with that.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, this overall movie is about capitalism, Gavin. And Carpenter, he he doesn't beat around the bush with what he says. He says, the picture's premise is that uh, Reagan, uh, the Reagan revolution is run by aliens from another galaxy. Free enterprises uh, from outer space have taken over the world and are exploiting the Earth as a third world planet. Which they even say in the movie... As soon as they exhaust all our resources, they'll move on to another world. I began watching TV again when he was writing the movie. I quickly realized that everything we see is designed to sell us something. It's all about wanting us to buy something. The only thing that they want to do is take our money. So then he said in another interview, They want all our business. A universal executive asked me, What's the threat in that? We, we all sell out every day. And he said, I ended up using that line in the movie from a universal executive.
1: (laughs) So I did stop listening after you insulted my president, Ronald Reagan. Yeah. Um, But I'm sure everything else was fine about it. No, yeah, he's right, though. Like everything. And this was in the late 80s. Think about how Mm -hmm. much it is. It is so much worse now, like 35 years later. It is so much worse. Because everything is trying to sell you something. Like you cannot scroll for it's literally like every fourth Facebook post on mm-hmm. your feed is an ad. Every fourth Instagram, it's an ad trying to sell you something. And today, like I'm just scrolling through Instagram looking at photos of uh of beefcakes like I normally do. Oh yeah. And then I'm then I'm on a website for Raycon earbuds and thinking, mm-hmm. do I need Raycon earbuds? I have bluetooth headphones already but i'm like do i need these raycon earbuds and this is not an ad and this is not an ad for raycon but if you want to advertise with us raycon i would Mm -hmm. love a pair of your work earbuds (laughs) i'm just saying but i it's you get i get sucked in more often than not by like horror t-shirts or and i'm just scrolling through just trying to look at photos of family and friends and beefcakes and then i'm just sold stuff constantly
0: well i mean especially with social media it's i don't I don't know that there's been a better advertising where it's literally in your hand and the app tracks what you do. You've liked all these things, and now you're getting ad advertisements for stuff that you've interacted with. I think it's what a genius way to market something to somebody when I'm letting you know what I like. So then mm-hmm. you can say, hey, he already likes this stuff.
1: Oh, yeah. I bought new pedals for my road bike like three weeks ago. And I'm still mm-hmm. getting ads from Adventon being like, I know you've got those pedals for like $25, but would mm-hmm. you like a whole e bike for like $1,200? Yeah. I'm like, I'm good, but thank you for continuing to spam me with advertisements.
0: But do you know what that e bike would look good uh, around is some me undies? That's right, me undies, <laughs> folks, are the industry's leading. <laughs> Moisture wick. Okay. Whenever what I'm done,
1: I... whenever I'm done riding my e-bike, after a long day of riding my Adventon e-bike, I like taking a nap <laughs> on my Casper mattress.
0: Use promo code They Live. <laughs> <laughs> this is your God. Well, I was watching the, uh, They Live on. I watched it on Tubi, on how John Carpenter intended it on my phone. <laughs> Uh, and there are ad breaks on Tubi, and the first ad break that comes on is for credit cards. <laughs> and I just thought, this is perfect.
1: That's what I, yeah, I don't know. That's the way he wanted it. Like, yes, watch this movie about consumerism, and then get ads during it. And I did a whole video on Gavin Loves Horror about how we, we need to buy physical media again, and it was inspired by me buying They Live. The irony yeah. is not lost on me that I was like, you know what? We should do, consume more things like this movie tells you not to.
0: Yeah, it's that marrying, reproduce and and all that stuff. So he he gets to the 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 homeless camp, and and meets Keith David, mm-hmm. uh, who is what's his name in the movie John something. Uh, let me see. I i uh, I call him Frank Keith da-
1: Armitage. I, I just call him Keith David.
0: <laughs> oh God, yeah, Keith I, David. I, that's what I do too. It's Keith uh, David and Frank Armitage, I believe. Um, because it, it's. Who wrote this movie was John Carpenter, but he used a pseudonym. And Mm. now I can't find what it was. Is it Ray Nelson? No, because Ray Nelson wrote the short story, which I was able to read before we recorded here. It's literally six pages. I just Googled it and I read the story. It's called uh, 8 o'clock in the morning, I guess. And uh, at the time Carpenter was looking to make another movie, they did a graphic novel version of it. And he saw it, so he bought the rights to the story. And uh, in the story, it's a—they uh, say it's a homeless guy who is at like a stage show where he's hypnotized. And once he's that he's done being hypnotized, he turns around to the audience and realizes that there are a bunch of aliens in the audience, and and he sees the advertisements of like marrying reproduces with literally one of those. Oh, um, so it's a very compact way of of the uh, of telling that story of they live but it was in you know six pages I read it in I don't know uh, 48 minutes I'm a slow <laughs> reader so
1: well you got to go back and really digest the material you really got to go back and read it <laughs> that's why any readers digest in your bathroom is just It might as well be an encyclopedia. You love thumbing through and reading a lot of golf jokes, a lot of stuff about uh, IRAs. I think Mm -hmm. I don't know why Reader's Digest is talking about IRAs and retirement funds. I don't read- Roth IRAs. Roth IRAs. I've never-
0: Eli Roth IRAs. (laughs) That's a horror movie podcast, so- Yeah, you know, we should
1: cover Hostel. We should do Hostel. We could do that. Yeah, let's do Hostel. That's got some titties in it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh god, I'm so scummy right now, so <laughs> scummy. Oh, I do want to talk about the tent city for a second, mm-hmm. because that tent city, even today in San Francisco, would be five hundred dollars a month.
0: Well, they have TV. That always. When I first saw this movie, like you got outdoor TV. I also <laughs> wrote
1: outside TV in my notes. <laughs> I was like, what? How?
0: But what if it rains? What if it? Do you have an outside TV cover? It's it's like uh, last week I think when it, when we did uh, the faculty and they would just let the kids out for like lunch. I'm like that never happened where <laughs> I went to school. Or you see like a movie with the outdoor lockers. Yeah, I'm like that. We you can't do that in Indiana or most states. You yeah, know?
1: it's not nice enough outside. Like, do you want to? Uh, because I remember Buffy the Vampire Slayer. They had outside lockers at their at their high school. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you know what? Like you can do that in like a sunny California. You can't go to Indiana and be like, "Oh, we got to go outside in below 10 degrees." Be like, "Got to get my biology book."
0: Yeah, I'm freezing my dick off out of here.
1: <laughs> but I'm also late for biology.
0: <laughs> uh but we we were talking uh you were talking about the Tent City and and uh, Frank Armitage
1: yeah and that outside TV, which for me, whenever I see an outside TV, I immediately think like white trash. like if you have furniture outside, that's that that for me is like, oh, they're they're showing them as poor because they have their inside appliances outside. Very good tactic.
0: Got the old porch couch out here.
1: <laughs> this is my outside couch. Oh did you get that from a patio set? Nope, it's an indoor couch that we put outside.
0: Yeah, we got a new couch for the indoors, so we put this one on the outdoors.
1: <laughs> They're watching the the TV, and you got that hacker coming over the airwaves uh, saying, mm-hmm. like, you got to wake up. They want to stay asleep. And this guy, honestly, is just like the first conspiracy YouTuber. That's all he's doing.
0: They're turning the freaking frogs gay. Wake up. <laughs> wake up. Put
1: on the glasses and see how gay these frogs are.
0: <laughs> <laughs> What if what if the glasses you look at a frog and it was like oh that he's got rainbows all over him that's totally a gay you frog. look at the frog and goes rabbit <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah it I, that like we should remake they live but stuff like that where it's a gay frog or the 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 jet fuel can't melt the steel beams and all that <laughs> you
1: put the glass on it, it's just the jet fuel going. We can, we, we can actually,
0: mess we actually can't do that. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry sorry about that. (laughs) Thanks, Jet (laughs) Fuel.
1: But he's just a conspiracy YouTuber and they're just, that takes a lot of effort though, for this very small operation, trying to wake up the world to like hack into TVs and only Mm -hmm. that one station. Like you got to get on all the stations. You got to make it a worldwide thing.
0: Yeah, well and it's the, the eventually their goal is cuz they're there's a, a worldwide signal and it just have happens to be in the town where they live. <laughs> uh, it's convenient for them at least. Yeah, and we we meet uh you know Keith David's characters from Detroit and all the I was it the steel mills are getting closed down and mm-hmm. uh the the executive or they gave us uh I don't know uh, they laid us off and guess what they got uh, bonuses, bonuses or whatever mm. he says. Yeah. Mm-mm. When it's like, I mean, we're not, we're not that far off from that now. Like,
1: Oh yeah. We still do that where um, I know that I believe like Hasbro, the gaming company laid off uh, thousands of people from, I believe their magic, the gathering thing They're, their the magic, mm-hmm. the gathering uh, side. And it's like, you had record sales last year. You have like yep. you have uh, Facebook that, that lays off thousands of people and it's like, oh, it's never been more uh never been more profitable.
0: Yeah, uh I just googled McDonald's CEO salary and I think that's the number is he makes twenty million dollars a year.
1: That's a lot of McDoubles.
0: That's but nobody says anything about all the CEO's making millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. But when somebody's like, "I'd want to make fifteen dollars," right? Well, like- God, listen, I've worked,
1: I worked twenty five years at this uh, at this steel mill to make twenty five dollars. And you want to pay them fifteen? Like, yes, you should also be making more. Yes. We should all be making more money. Like, if you pay them more, maybe you'll get paid more. So maybe. Then again, sometimes I'm all for like, we should give fast food workers fifteen dollars an hour. We should do it, and then they fuck up my order, and I was like, "Never mind, I'm off the movement."
0: Well, they might care a little more if uh, if they made fifteen dollars now. I made six fifty at Arby's <laughs> in two thousand eight. That's what I what I've made.
1: Now, be honest. Would fifteen dollars an hour have made you cared
0: more? Uh, no. <laughs> but some people <laughs> check and mate, good sir. Um, no. Uh, yeah. It's and it's also it's just hard to care for somebody's order when they're an asshole
1: you're right and i you i am the meanest of fast food workers i'm always just very rude i'm demanding i deserve the bad service because as you can tell by my personality on this podcast i'm a bad person
0: yeah i said crystal pepsi
1: Sir, we only have Coke. I want Crystal Motherfucking Pepsi. Go find it somewhere. There's a CVS nearby. They don't make Crystal. Find the formula for Crystal Pepsi.
0: (laughs) Ecto Cooler now.
1: Okay, now listen. I would lose my shit for some Ecto Cooler.
0: I don't think I've ever had it. Really? It's good. Yeah. I don't put that that uh, poison in my body.
1: (laughs) I've drank Mountain Dew at your house before. Get off your high horse.
0: As I was poisoning you. <laughs> <laughs> I gave
1: it to you. You're right. You're right. Uh, Would you like one, some
0: water or poison? <laughs> go ahead.
1: Uh, one of the best lines, though, uh, this is a lot of great one-liners, not just from Roddy Piper, but when they're watching The Hacker and he goes back to the main thing, he's like, blow it out your ass.
0: <laughs> and, and we have the one guy who we see later in the movie is uh, Buddy Buddy with the aliens.
1: Yeah, but he's- a, uh, but Living he's, in the camp. Yeah, he's a derelict at first. But then he mm-hmm. sells out.
0: Do you think? Do you think he was uh, like a, a vagabond, or do you think he was playing undercover?
1: Ooh, that's a good point. I don't know. I think he was probably a vagabond, and then got a mm-hmm. chance to sell out. Like the minute, the first chance he sold out, he's like, "Okay, yes,
0: take but me." But why would they choose him though?
1: I don't know because he's unassuming. Maybe. I'm sure that the aliens can't be very picky with, like, who they choose. Like, yes, they'll want people in power. Mm-hmm. They'll want people in power to, like, help them. But then at the same time, they they need, like, the street-level thugs to, like, really help them out, too. Then they, Yeah, they the infiltrate. man on the corner. Yeah, the man on the corner. All, all facets. What I love about this, and I even wrote this down. So John Nada infiltrates the church. He finds out they're not having choir practice. On the, he's put on the glasses. How do I look right now? How do I, I just look?
0: happen to have my own sunglasses on my desk, <laughs> and I did. I just realized it, so I put them on for the podcast.
1: My sunglasses have not arrived yet. I'm getting my first pair of prescription sunglasses ever. I've never been able to wear sunglasses because my eyesight's mm-hmm. so bad. Very excited. I ordered them from an uh, uh, eyeglass website, and they're coming tomorrow, and I'm really kind of scared I'm going to see everybody's aliens because I've never worn sunglasses. I'll be like, is this what yeah. they do?
0: Is this what they do? These are- these aliens are brought to you by Warby Parker, everybody. They'll send you three pairs to your house. You try them on, you keep the ones you like, you send the ones you don't like back. Use promo code TheyLive, Warby
1: I actually use Zinny.com. So okay. Zinny.com, you can put them on your face on the website and see, and then in China they will make them for you hastily and mail them to you.
0: Tom shoes, you buy a pair of shoes and we'll send a pair to some aliens. <laughs>
1: We've got to stop promo. We've got our Patreon has taken over. They're like, do they think they're <laughs> advertising? Like, I'm not I'm not giving these fuckers two dollars. How dare they? They
0: say fake it till you make it. i yeah. make
1: it. <laughs> now it's time for the advertising quarter where we just say mm-hmm. products we wished would pay us.
0: Mm-hmm. He Pepsi. Does... <laughs> Crystal
1: Pepsi. <laughs> Sponsored by Crystal Pepsi yeah. and Surge. <laughs> they uh, he John Nada goes to the church and he infiltrates it. He finds out they're not actually singing the whole time. Um, he finds the blind preacher who that blind preacher is all up on feeling his face. And I get it, he's blind. I have I've never really known anybody who's blind. I don't know if they aggressively feel your face when they meet you.
0: I just I you know producer wife. I don't necessarily want her hands on my face. Cause it's people touch things with their hands. Yeah. Let alone a stranger. I don't want you touching in my space. Please yeah. don't do that.
1: Mm. Yeah, hands on face is, uh, is a little intrusive. Um, which I yeah. But he's like, are you one of them? You gotta you gotta wake up. And then he runs out. But he does have a pair of glasses for the first time. And that's where we see the real alien vision when John Nada puts on those glasses for the first time, and he sees the sign that says obey. And mm-hmm. he sees the reproduce and marry. He goes to the newsstand. And it's just like, obey. This is your God now on the money. And for me, one of the most uncomfortable parts in the movie, I get very nervous. It's, it's a weird thing. I get very uncomfortable in a movie when people are reading at a newsstand and they're about to be yelled at by mm-hmm. somebody. for Hey, this ain't a library. This ain't a library. Yeah. Because I have been yelled at at a CVS before. <laughs>
0: So it brings uh, back a sir. Lot. <laughs> sir, are you got to you, you got to buy that. Could you Better Homes and Gardens. You could <laughs> you could subscribe. So either buy it or leave. Yeah, I used to at, at a village pantry. Did you guys have village pantry? We did have a village Evansville. pantry.
1: Yeah, we we did.
0: It's like a 7-Eleven but not as good. No,
1: it's like the Midwest uh, one, but but not the
0: 7-Eleven. I would go to the village pantry by my house and read wrestling magazines and i remember saying uh Roddy piper i think he had a big like scar on his hip cuz i think he had to have surgery and i remember that it was a black and white picture and the guy was like hey man you can't just be reading that you got to buy that so then i skated my way out of the phil's pantry cuz i rollerbladed over there
1: <laughs> <laughs> the year 2021
0: yeah i was going to say it was a cra late last week was crazy <laughs> I'm my Daisy Dukes and my skates. <laughs> uh, consume, obey, stay asleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, do not question authority. You got the guy at the newsstand that's like, "Do we have a problem, buddy?" Yeah, you know that the way that guy looks, I would, I could kick his ass. Yeah, he doesn't look like a fighter. <laughs> yeah,
1: he he's just an old man. But when you put on the glasses, he's got that great creature design. I love the way these aliens look. I love it. I have a Funko Pop behind me that is mm-hmm. the alien from They Live. It's such a cool design. It's not really scary, but it is unique. And it's so cool mm-hmm. to see. There's a uh, place over in uh, Boulder City, Nevada. I think I've talked about it before. It's Tom Devlin's Monster Museum. And mm-hmm. he has like a whole, dis- it's like this fun little display of like movie prop and stuff. And he has like uh, mannequins of They Live. And I got my photo with them. And it was so cool to see them up front, like, see the detail on them. Such a great creature design. And that is one thing that John Carpenter always brings to his films is this incredible, memorable creature
0: design. And they were skeleton-like uh, because they were, like, not not fallen humans, but they had lost humanity. So you wanted them to look close to humanity but not be human. Mm-hmm. And
1: they definitely get it. And I so much of the promotion for this is them being shown as blue with like the big red eyes. But for mm-hmm. most of this movie until the very end, when you see them in color for the first time, you just see them in black and white, which is almost scarier.
0: Yeah. And the, and the, whenever you see somebody playing one of the aliens, it's the, uh, the same stunt coordinator for all of them. Pretty much. She was like a, a 15 time black belt, I think. Cause he, he put together the fight scene, which we will talk about. Yeah. Oh, is there a fight uh, scene in this
1: that's pretty famous? Y-
0: yeah, you dirty motherfucker! <laughs> I sent you before we turned the mics on here. South Park parodied the fight scene. It's not as long as the one in and They Live, but it's between uh, Jimmy and Timmy. Yeah, and uh, it's the ep- what Cartman says. He calls it crippled fight. <laughs>
1: Cripple fight. Cripple fight.
0: So Jimmy uh Jimmy is on uh, like crutches the ones that like wrap around your mm-hmm. your forearms and then Timmy's in a wheelchair. Yeah. And it's uh you get that line one of my makes me laugh every time I hear it when Keith David's like you dirty motherfucker. <laughs> <I'm>
1: like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to revisit that here in a little bit. But uh-huh. yeah, it's such a great scene. But he sees the glasses and what I like about Roddy Piper is immediately he has no fucking chill whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Whatsoever so he's he's insulting people and she looks like she fell uh
0: face down in the cheese dip or something yeah it looks like remember. it's
1: like how dare you and then that line of him like saying like look at her you look worse than and he's like we got one that can see and yeah. i love that that they immediately tell and then that he gets swarmed by the aliens and then out of nowhere he's fighting cops he doesn't know if the aliens are bad if they're good he's like i'm going to shoot some cops
0: yeah and, and then nobody else like is watching. Yeah. It's just kind of business is useful but they these cops roll up and he just shoots them with their own guns.
1: Yeah, uh it's it's very Danny DeVito and always sunny like anyway so I started blasting. <laughs> like yeah. these aliens could be good. They could be good. But he's like, "No, no, let me shoot." And then he just walks into a bank. And says, "Oh to, yeah." He walks into the bank. and Says, "I'm here to kick ass and chew bubble gum, and I'm all out of bubble gum." And then just mm-hmm. start shooting people. <laughs> they're not. They're no threats. <laughs> they just look different. They're they're just aliens. We don't know that all the aliens want to <laughs> want to kill us. Some of those aliens might have business at the bank.
0: Yeah, they just they just want to cash the check their grandma sent them. <laughs> he's playing like, it whatever. <laughs>
1: Like I'm just trying to get a loan for a new house that I was going to shelter people.
0: Please, my family. <laughs> yeah. And we we get the uh, the glasses are of course a super important part of the movie. Those are leftover props from Big Trouble in Little China. A lot of the props in this movie, I think the budget was uh, almost four million dollars. Some of the scanner things are from Ghostbusters. Uh, those glasses are left over from uh, Big Trouble in Little China. And Kurt Russell wears the glasses. They had a whole bunch of them. And uh, so they're like, all right, we got to reuse this because it's a super low budget movie. Yeah, but I never felt like it was low budget. No.
1: I, I never felt I like I don't it... think either. Yeah, never felt it was low budget. I think it's a really. For me, though, the one thing I did notice on rewatches is, is it is a little
0: slow. It's a little slow, maybe. Uh, th- I thought that the first time, and this time I really enjoyed the pacing of the movie. The pacing
1: is good, but there is a lot of him walking in town while the bluesy mm-hmm. music plays. Mm-hmm. And you're like, this is really adding. It's very atmospheric, but it's like, we need to get you to where you gotta go. Um, he's in the yeah. he's in the bank. He makes his escape by, he kidnaps uh, the woman, Holly, Holly. who's like, he's like, you gotta put on the glasses. You gotta put them on. And she's like, listen. And there's a great line where he's like, you gotta see if you put on the glasses. And she's like... Even if I don't see what you see, I'm still gonna see what you see, mm-hmm. which is a fair point. If you're being held hostage, you'd be like, "Yeah, I totally see the aliens or whatever." Oh
0: yeah, that's right. Yeah, you're yeah, the so... frogs are gay. <laughs> the frogs are so gay.
1: Ribbit. <laughs> By the yeah. way, legit happy Pride Month to all of our LGBTQ listeners. Uh, <laughs> we're we're making gay gay frogs just because it's absurd and crazy, but we do appreciate everybody uh, this Pride Month. So I just want to set that out there.
0: Speak for yourself. Now, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> My cinnamon's exactly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> listen, y'all, y'all be your truest selves, and we appreciate you here on there coming to
0: get you. And if you don't like it, go fuck yourself, and don't listen to our show.
1: i us not go that far. Listen, if you want no. if you're a racist and also a Patreon subscriber, we'll we'll, we'll take your racist eight dollars.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, we'll nut and run with that eight dollars. <laughs> be a better person, though, please. <laughs> Uh, but he meets Holly and it turns out, you know, later she she's uh, working both sides or at least one side. And uh, they go back to her Her uh, looks like a mansion. Yeah, pretty big. And but then he gets pushed out the window and he takes a bump.
1: Yeah, he takes a that that that's a tough bump to take. Uh, it's not as bad as when Undertaker threw Mankind 20 feet off the hell in a cell at King of the Ring 1998. But still pretty good back bump he took.
0: Yeah, by God, that man has a family. Uh, but yeah, we we get we get him, uh, and then he, we get the scene. I don't know if it's before or after that, where he hit. He hides the rest of the glasses. Well, they the first they raid the church, mm-hmm. and the, they they're on to the church, and it, it. I like that this movie doesn't have a lot of backstory. There's not a lot of backstory to Nada. Only uh, uh, Roddy Piper knew the real backstory and he never told anybody. So and he died in 2015. So we're never going to know where this character comes from. Mm -hmm. We're never going to know really how they were making the glasses, who figured out how they made the glasses. I, I like that stuff because it's, it's not important. We just need to know here's the details of the movie and we'll go from there. You know?
1: Yeah. I think so many movies now get so hung up and as, nitpicky horror movie podcasters and me more so than you because you're like Gavin, it's a movie. And I'm like, but why? Why mm-hmm. does this make sense? Mm, I'm so whiny.
0: Uh, Man, you do a great impression of yourself.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Hello, but I am the whiny. Uh, <laughs> but I'm, I'm more nitpicky like, but in this scene what would happen? But I think that the simplicity of like, there's aliens, there's glasses where you can see aliens. The aliens want to stop you from putting on these glasses. It's a very simple premise that works, and we don't need to know like who John Nada's father was or who's Frank's family is. We just mm-hmm. need these people competing yeah. for a common goal. And so many movies now get bogged down with so much crap that they lose a core story and it goes up in too many directions.
0: Yeah, th- this is pretty straightforward. We don't need to. We don't really need to know anything because. As we'll see at the end, I don't know that we're going to have our main character around for very long, which is what happens in the short story.
1: Oh, nice. Even shorter <laughs> in that six pages. They yeah. raid the church. They also raid the tent city. Mm-hmm. They bulldoze it. And you have that scene of the all of the police like looking in like, their riot gear, very militaristic, coming at you. And that's a visual, too, of like you're not even putting it on the glass and seeing them as aliens. They're just... Angry police officers who are there to mm-hmm. break up everything, and as we saw from when John Nada looked, looked at one of the cops, not all the cops are aliens. So some of them are human and making these choices of their own free will.
0: Yeah, there's the scene where I think he just had leaves the bank, and one the co- one of the cops runs up, mm-hmm. and he he holds a shotgun on the cop, and he says, "Beat feet." Yeah, and the cop runs away. Beat but it's feet. like <clears throat> it's <sighs> a thing of. Even if there's one bad seed, how, are you bad if you don't stand up to the bad seeds?
1: Hmm.
0: You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's real. Uh,
1: it's a real deep question there, Brent. Real deep question. But if question. you don't
0: know that they're bad seeds, then you're just doing your job.
1: Yeah. I was just following orders. Yep. You know who else was following orders?
0: Who? The Nazis. <laughs> Um, we're just saying cops are Nazis. That's all. We're, we're, we're not, I never we're said that. I didn't. <laughs> when I run for mayor, they're going to clip that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's like, yeah, they have the humans doing their bidding. And some of them are, are cops and some are just humans. Yeah. and And nobody's to know, but. As far as the humans are concerned, this guy's a vigilante. Mm-hmm. I mean, after all, he did shoot up a bank with a gun. <laughs> he,
1: he needed, it happened so fast. The escalation He's like, there's aliens. I need to shoot a bank. I yeah. need to go to a bank and shoot some people to feel better about my situation.
0: And he, he says the, the chew bubble gum and kick ass. That was something that Piper wrote. I think it was a promo that he had against uh, Jimmy Vallant. Okay. Valiant. Yeah. So that was like, and that's wrestling is full of, you know, uh, especially Piper. He he would say, you know, just when you thought you had the answers, I changed the questions. Mm -hmm. Those little like lines that you're like, man, this guy's so good. So clever. So funny. Yeah. Uh, That's what wrestling is. Those Mm -hmm. great promos.
1: I love when, when Roddy Piper came out and said, you can't see me and waved his hand in front of his face. That was so Mm -hmm. good when he did that. Yabba do. Love that. Hustle, loyalty, respect. Roddy Piper.
0: Acknowledge me. <laughs> Rest in peace.
1: Oh, there's so many great lines Roddy Piper had. Two words for you. Suck it. Suck it. That's my. Say favorite. your prayers and eat your
0: vitamins,
1: folks. <laughs> who is the Who is the Jewish mother wrestler? Who is Where,
0: that? where are the Gilbert Maniacs out there? <laughs> When it comes crashing down and it hurts inside. (laughs) I need to sit down. It hurts.
1: One thing I wrote in my notes, because he falls out the window, he goes back to retrieve the glasses because he wants to see Frank again. Because at this point, Mm -hmm. he's wanted everywhere. They're like, this man shot up a bank. We don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a good way to get on the news. And... If I find out people are aliens, I'm keeping a much lower profile. I'm gonna do some research, some investigating, but Mm -hmm. but alas, at
0: least find the people that made the glasses that I'm wearing. (laughs) Be like,
1: "Uh, dear Ray bans why -hmm. can't I see aliens in your sick ass shades?
0: (laughs) I think I got the wrong prescription.
1: (laughs) Uh, I did write. He goes to retrieve the glasses, but they're already put in the garbage truck, Mm -hmm. and he has opens the garbage truck truck and then tips it, I guess, and the garbage truck runs, just drives off. Like, how are you not checking your garbage truck and be like, are we dropping shit out the back?
0: I don't make enough money. I, wrote, check. <laughs> I don't make enough money to check things around here.
1: <laughs> I wrote, quote, the garbage truck just nuts and runs.
0: <laughs> 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 it, just it did, all over that alley. <laughs> just Debris all over, everywhere.
1: All over that alley. But he finds the glasses, and that's where we get to the fight which everybody if they don't know it you should know it between mm. Keith David and Roddy Piper it is like is it is it like a 12 minute fight or something crazy I think it's 6 minutes
0: but okay. it's it's just two guys fighting for a long time
1: <laughs> and i loved it cuz it feels like a real fight it doesn't feel like a super choreographed John Wick or a uh, born identity type fight. It's mm-hmm. just two dudes throwing haymakers at each other <laughs> in a dirty alley.
0: Like I think real fights are over much quicker than Hollywood wants us to believe. Mm-hmm. But I also think this is more true to to fighting than most because it's like there's moments where they're just on the ground being like, Ugh, <laughs> uh, like they're just tired, but. The one's not going to give up. You got to put the glasses on, you know? Yeah,
1: put the glasses on. Put on the glasses. And at one point, I thought they were done. I was like, all right, this was the end of the fight. And then mm-hmm. it kept going for another three and a half minutes. <laughs> I was like, yeah, and that, you get the- that, that, that was pretty long. And then it kept going when he's like, uh, you you dumb son of a bitch. And he's like, needs him
0: again. I was like, why'd you start it up again? Yeah, and they're almost still friends yeah. during the fight. Where like there's a moment where... Piper misses him and hits the back of a the car window and shatters it. And he's like, oh, man, I'm sorry. I didn't really. And he laughs about it. And then he gets <laughs> his ass kicked again by Keith <laughs> David.
1: That's just, I, you just grab a two by four and swing it at, at your only friend you have who brought mm-hmm. you your week's pay. He brought him yeah. a week's pay for working, looking real Jack, baby, crushing rocks and not doing a mm-hmm. union job with the scabs. And I don't know if I would do that. If I knew somebody was wanted for shooting up a bank, I wouldn't be like, here's your paycheck.
0: (laughs) You dirty motherfucker.
1: It's such such a good delivery of that Mm -hmm. where they're on the ground. Roddy Piper tries to punch Keith David in the dick. And he's like, Mm
0: -hmm. you dirty motherfucker. (laughs) You fight dirty.
1: Yeah. And that's what people miss, too, because so many times now, People want to get into a fight and start grappling like a UFC fighter. But if you're in a real fight, luckily, I've never been in what I would call like a real fight, thankfully. Please don't try to fight me. Mm-hmm. Any listeners be like, we'll put him in a real
0: fight. We'll show him. We got him, him in, the ha- in, in a in a camora lock.
1: <laughs> just get on the ground. Let's roll. Let's roll. <laughs> but real fights are scratching and clawing and dick punching. And just visceral and violent. It's not pretty. It's not choreographed. And this fight isn't. They're doing back body drops and shit in alleyways. Yeah. And that, those are wrestling moves that you could probably pull off in a real fight.
0: Yeah, I think at one point he gives him a drop toe hold or whatever. whatever. He does. He, he does trips give a, him with yeah. His he, feet.
1: Gives, he gives him a drop toe hold. Um, and then he stands over him, k- kicks his arms up, and then waves his arm back and forth, and then gives him a people's yeah. elbow. Thought that was yep. a little out of place, but you know what?
0: Somebody should remake the, uh, they live fight, but with like pro wrestling moves. <laughs> so they're giving them people's elbow and somebody does this frog splash off a car
1: and a stone cold stunner. And you could do stone like cold the, stunner. You're like, put a, put on the glasses while he's in the sharpshooter, put yeah. on the glass. No, no, no. <laughs> he, he, he reached the ropes. You got to break
0: it. One, two, <laughs> three, four. I've got till five ref. I've got till five. <laughs> Like halfway through the fight, the ref comes out. <laughs> <laughs> this is Falls Count Anywhere, baby. Anything goes. And uh, it finally puts the glasses on. And wouldn't you know it, Nod has been right the whole time. And, and then we get some flying alien surveillance things mm-hmm. in the sky, like kind of like a Roomba that flies. <laughs> do, it's just a- do you, can you see the Roombas uh, without the glasses? I do you don't see those flying around. I think they might look like
1: other things. Okay. I think they might look like helicopters, maybe. Mm-hmm. But it's never really clear. I think you definitely yeah. you definitely have to have the glasses to, to see something. But they yeah. don't appear like Roombas mm-hmm. <laughs> in, in the sky. Flying
0: Roombas. Why do you
1: think that Frank doesn't want to put the glasses on? Like, why do you think he's so again Because it's it's not like asking him to like cut his hand and bleed in a pot or something mm-hmm. like that. It's just putting on
0: sunglasses. I just think he doesn't want anything to do with Nada, the whole movie because he's like, man, I'm just trying to make some money to feed my family. The whole movie, he's fighting Nada. He doesn't want because Nada shows up at the construction site and he's like, no, man, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want anything to do with you because it's gonna just get uh, Keith David in trouble. He's mm-hmm. this guy's just trying to feed his family, you know.
1: He's just trying to do it for the kids. Yeah, and look good in a purple shirt.
0: He wears two different purple shirts in this movie. And I don't know what the significance is, but he looks good doing it.
1: Yeah, I look good in purple as well. Uh, so It's a color
0: of royalty.
1: I look real good around Easter time. look real good <laughs> popping some pastels and
0: Not soft pink?
1: <laughs> I look real good in a soft pink, let me tell you.
0: Now, do you think Keith David's character uh, from The Thing... At the end of the thing, he travels to whatever at Los Angeles, whatever it is, and is working in this camp. Yes. He's fighting two different types of aliens.
1: Yeah, that's why he wants nothing to do with it. He's like, I don't want nothing to do with this. I just got back from Antarctica. Mm -hmm. I had to deal with a lot of people. That's why it couldn't be Kurt Russell because he'd be like, God damn it. He's here again. It was the thing. (laughs) It's like he came to. I'd watch The Thing Takes Los Angeles. I think that'd be a fun
0: one. I yeah I I want to see that I want to see like uh, if the thing just you got to make it smaller maybe it takes over Disneyland it's like <laughs> Jurassic Park it's got to be Small World <laughs> the, the, just the little dinosaur island the
1: thing Disneyland I'd watch
0: that yeah I would too
1: yeah but I I do think I don't think it's the same character but it'd be funny, funny if it was like Childs changed his name to Frank tried to Mm -hmm. get a new life in construction and he's like no more aliens why are there so many aliens in my life
0: these aliens they just want to what they want you to buy because the whole motivation is they're essentially taking the planet for its resources Mm -hmm. and they're recruiting humans to do it though the one guy at the end in the tunnels uh by the way, the, a good drinking game is every time that guy says, boys, mm-hmm. how you doing, boys? <laughs> Here it is, boys. Boy. Um, boy. Yeah, it should be the tall man. <laughs> Even he says it, and he's like, somebody's, I don't know, remember the exact words, but he's like, somebody's got to win. Why not be me? Yeah.
1: Which is a good point. Another thing that makes me uncomfortable watching movies, when, when people show up to fancy parties underdressed. Oh, yeah. It makes me so uncomfortable because I've been there before, where Mm -hmm. I was like, this is pretty casual, right? Oh, no, everybody's wearing three-piece suits. Perfect. Well, I'm glad I wore a tasteful polo.
0: With the nipples cut out.
1: (laughs) With the nipples cut out. This is my (laughs) finest itchy and scratchy polo.
0: <laughs> yeah in that my nipples are itchy and scratchy at the same time.
1: I did one time go to church and I went to help clean up a wedding at um and I was like 15 or 16 and I went to go help clean up a church wedding and I thought like I'm helping to clean up it shouldn't be a big deal. But I showed up wearing like a Homer Simpson in his underwear shirt to like help clean up. And mm-hmm. it it was fine but everybody was like still dressed very nicely and I was like, "Oh, no."
0: It was post wedding but you're like, man, I'm underdressed for to take out the trash.
1: They're definitely talking about this when I leave.
0: I can't believe he wore that half nude man on the shirt
1: <laughs> with the nipples cut out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah, so uh so we they meet up with the uh, the actual people that made the glasses. They're it's kind of a revolution type deal. A revolution? And and we find out that there's people uh, in the resistance, and wouldn't you know it, Holly's there, and pretty quickly we find out that she is one of them. She's bought into the alien plot.
1: Yeah, she, uh, we call that in the wrestling business a swerve.
0: A heel turn.
1: Yeah, she she, she really swerved us, because we thought she was good, then she mm-hmm. turned heeled in our time of need.
0: Yep. And She's, she hit Roddy Piper in the head with a coconut. <laughs> I
1: The guy who, I do like that the guy who's like the the vagabond just teleports out of there. He's like, oh, gotta go. So I'm glad he got yeah. out.
0: I'm glad he got out, at least. These aliens have a lot going. They can teleport. They can intergalactically teleport. Teleport. Uh... Yeah, they can travel. I like the little
1: airport they got where they're shooting spaceships wherever they want to go once they want to leave. And then they make it to the TV station. They once again shoot more police officers. <laughs> they're like, can I give the boys a tour around the place? Like, you do you have any passes? Here's our passes. They pull out their guns at the same time, and it's so good. It's so good.
0: Yeah, and and the cops that bust down the, the actual resistance place man they just blow everybody away there's no like uh hey get him or hey get down on the ground it's just like like, yeah. it's like,
1: everybody's Woof. getting shot all the time and then they make their way to the roof uh the roof of the tv station where they're trashing it down and holly turns heel by shooting frank mm-hmm. just
0: ah we just in the back of the head yeah that jezebel <laughs> And then we, but we get not up on the the top. There's a helicopter. She's saying, "Put the gun down." And does it doesn't he say like, "Ah, fuck it." Yeah, and 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 takes the gun and shoots the satellite. And then it's uh, that happens in the in the short story too, where somehow the switch is flipped or the veil is dropped, and people can really see who the aliens are. And there's a scene in the bar when. One of the aliens, like, these, these John Carpenter, George Romero movies are just so violent. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's such a good uh, pretty line. meta. Yeah, once they drop the veil and you see the aliens in, like, that cool blue design, so cool to see. Just that one alien sitting at the bar watching TV, Everybody like, huh? You've got, of course, mm-hmm. the newscasters are aliens, which mm-hmm. is great because you're like, oh, you're being fed the news by aliens. And then you have some nudity so (laughs) yeah yeah, there we go we had to wait till the very last bit of the movie but (laughs) pants were off and then i came to the credits Uh, (laughs) i was like who was the grip on this oh yeah Uh, me apparently (laughs)
0: There was no ne- no reason to have nudity in this movie. And it's literally the last scene yeah. where there's just boobs. Yeah. And it turns out she's banging one of these aliens. Yeah. But wouldn't it be funny if well, we forgot to mention that then later they get uh the contacts and they don't have they don't have to wear the glasses, but uh like if the genitals also glowed <laughs> like you put the glasses on and you realize it's a Alien face, but alien dick and balls or <laughs> vagina at the same time. Those are the only things that are different for some reason.
1: What are you looking at, bub? You got a problem over here? <laughs> you're yeah. yeah. You're just staring. Yeah, you're- You have blue balls. <laughs> you know that, come on, baby, if I don't, my balls will explode. Just touch it. Come on.
0: I've got these blue balls. They're mating with our white women. We can't have that. <laughs> <laughs> They're not sitting in their best aliens. They're not no. <laughs> they're not of their best. But that's how, I mean, you, that now I think the human race would finally be united. It's the same plot as in The Watchmen. Yeah. When the aliens attack, and now the humans have, they're going to at least bond together and have a, a common enemy because we're all stuck fighting each other over dumb shit. Yeah. You know, and now we have a common enemy in these aliens.
1: It's also like uh, Independence Day.
0: I've never seen that. you never seen Independence Day? I know, huh? I know. I just haven't
1: seen. I don't. It. I don't want to be that guy that's like, you've never seen Independence Day,
0: mm-hmm. but it's a classic. You sound like one of the Ninja Turtles, <laughs> Bebo's. <Calibus? Hey>, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, you've uh, never you never seen like Independence be- Day, <laughs> Bebop and or Rocksteady. I'm not sure which <laughs> Get one. Get the turtles. <laughs> oh, it's the <a> turtles, boss. <laughs> you have never seen Independence Day, but it's a real <laughs> good one, boss. That is a really good impression, but I don't know which one's which.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I think I'm. I think I'm Bebop on that one. Uh, maybe one day I'll, I'll do Crank for you as well.
0: I'll do Crank. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shred- Hold on, what'd you say? <laughs>
1: Shredder, come over here. Shredder. <laughs> that, okay, that wasn't so good. That wasn't-
0: Woo, that's good. We yeah. should have <laughs> Gilbert Godfrey and Crank. And Get the turtles. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Rockstudy,
1: Bebop, and Gilbert.
0: Just really... A- <laughs> Obscure references in that we can only do those voices. What
1: the fucking, what a, how, do, how, I, I keep saying it, why would people give us money? Why would, uh, why would you work, why would you work at a non-labor union job to give us that money? <laughs> <laughs> well, so
0: what, what do you think is the outcome of this? Because he, you know, it seems like Nada is dead, uh, but we have the aliens uh, have been revealed to be aliens. What do you think? is going to happen, because I don't they blow up that Stargate or whatever it is? Yeah. I don't remember, but do you see the aliens? Do you, is there a way back from this? Can the aliens still win or take over?
1: Uh, First off, I think the guy on the bottom finishes, for sure, before the lady hops off. I think he's like, oh, got to Yeah, f- for sure, out of respect. But for the rest <laughs> of the movie, I think the humans will band together, because like you said, they don't look like they're very... Aside from like the guns they have, they're not like super smart or super, they they have like teleporters, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. But they, but uh they 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 can be killed just like us. So you can just like shoot one,
0: yeah, in a bank and-
1: while they're applying for a, <laughs> a for a small S- business small loan.
0: business loan. <laughs> Look, I just think if we had like, it's like it's dots, but it's ice cream, and you like dip them. It's ice cream from the future. We'll call it dipping dots. <laughs> I just need like thirty five hundred dollars to get it going.
1: He shot a man trying to start a Dippin' Dots. <laughs>
0: Not a Dippin' Dots, the Dippin' Dots. Oh my god! In their future, they don't have Dippin' Dots. Hey, I think it's worth it. <laughs> um, any any other thoughts on this? It's
1: a great movie. It's a really fun one. It's probably more sci-fi action than actual horror, but it's so intertwined with the horror genre because John Carpenter did it. And it's such... It has a political message, which I find way more prominent in a lot of horror movies, of the anti-capitalism message. Horror is, is a genre where you can, like... All right, well you're your horror go over and just do whatever you want. It's not like most most people are going to like see your movie. So just whatever, we don't really care that much. Mm-hmm. So that's what I love about it is that it's this indie really beloved film but not everybody knows about it. I I say mm-hmm. it's definitely one of John Carpenter's Would you say it's one of his like more underrated or or deeper cut movies or do you think it's pretty or, or do you think it's pretty well known?
0: I think uh, I mean at least in the horror community it's well known. But probably The bigger scale of things, it's one of his... You know, everybody knows Halloween and probably not even the thing. They probably just know Halloween and maybe Escape from New York. Mm -hmm. Maybe Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm sure this has been played on TNT and TBS and... Stuff like that. But I think it's it's probably is one of his lesser known ones. Yeah. But it's no, In the Mouth of Madness. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> those later ones. Yeah.
1: The Ghost of Mars. We need to watch... I've yeah. ne- never seen Ghost of Mars.
0: I tried. I tried. <laughs> I don't... I just don't... He's such a good director. I don't know how, like... You ever s- just see somebody who's so good at the thing they do, and you're like, how was that? How did they do that?
1: How did you whiff like, so hard? It's like, what, yeah. what is this? What is... I've seen some... But enough
0: about my special What on Flat Earth. I was gonna say we
1: we 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 see some comics do some open mics and you're like, you're really funny, what are yeah. you doing?
0: That, there's probably a listener right now like, Man, we like the show, but that descent episode, no thank you.
1: <laughs> if people jumped off on board after we did the most requested episode ever, yeah. you wanted it and you got it. You <laughs> got it, let me tell
0: you. You asked for Uh, Carpenter, the pseudonym that he wrote the script on was Frank Armitage, who is a character from H.P. Lovecraft's story, The Dunwich Horror. Ah. And he just picked it because he likes H.P. Lovecraft.
1: Ah. H.P. Lovecraft, I hear, was a super not racist. and was super Mm -hmm. great dude. Super great
0: guy. And H.P. Lovecraft is actually short for H.P.V. Lovecraft. (laughs) I don't know. There's probably somebody with HPV out there and I don't make you, I don't, I'm not trying to alienate you. I love you. <laughs> what a weird, what a weird know.
1: appeal. Sorry. you got to, listen, our, our podcast is welcome to all people, races, sexual orientations, HPV, ever.
0: <laughs> what if that was like our mission statement? <laughs> we included that. Like, well, I, I can could, I could see the rest of that, but why'd they have to include that part? Why'd they include
1: human pabulonavirus? Who are they trying to? It's not such a narrow appeal. I think one
0: of them has
1: HPV. I think that's what that is. But which one? Well, that's. Now well, we you. have to
0: put our blood in this thing and we'll test it, <laughs> like on the thing. Oh, shit.
1: So thanks for listening, HPV havers.
0: Uh, what's the the oh shit moment? Uh, I think the oh shit moment is when he shoots up a bank. I think it has to, It's just such a so
1: it escalates so quickly.
0: You don't think it's when he puts the glasses on or anything like no, that? No, it's when he shoots up a bank. Mm, I'm trying to think. I think it's when he kills the cops. I think. I, People are expendable. Cops, you can't just be shooting a cop. You can't be that thin blue that's line. That's a crime. Uh, what's the uh, best kill? That I, I just took my best kill was to kill the cop. Not that I I don't I'm not advocating for killing cops. It's just when it happens in the movie, I was like, Whoa, oh, that's pretty serious now.
1: <laughs> Things have escalated significantly. Yeah. Uh, favorite kill in the movie? Oh
0: man, I don't know because there's not a lot in there. It's just regular violence. It's not like horror violence. You know? I think I do
1: think there's one security guard. I, I'm so sorry to go back to to the bank well so much, mm-hmm. but there's one dude in the bank that he fucking obliterates. It's
0: and, it's clearly like a dummy. I, th- I yeah. Think the, but it looks really good. Yeah, so I'm so, go
1: with that one. Yeah, I think the guy in the bank who just gets obliterated. That's a that that's a fun one.
0: Uh, if you like, they live. What other movies should you watch?
1: Uh, I would watch the movie. Uh, I think we've recommended this before. I'd go Aliens. I'd go mm-hmm. Aliens, not Alien, Aliens, because Aliens is the more fun one. Okay, I think that's more. You got a. It's got the. It's got the. Colonial Marines going up against the Queen and stuff. It's more fun. A- alien is a great movie, but it's more like atmospheric, really kind of slow. Love it though. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd also recommend Independence Day. Let's do Independence Day, uh, which, okay. which, which is a fun movie starring Will Smith, who you might know from The Fresh Prince of Bel Air or Wild Wild West. You may have heard of him, or that time he slapped another comedian at the Oscars.
0: Chris Rock. Yeah. yeah. That. Oh, was that who it was? I couldn't remember. Yeah, yeah. I th- nobody mentioned it. Nobody <laughs> ever talked about that.
1: No, it's a, it's kind of underground. And then uh, finally,
0: mm,
1: I don't, I don't know.
0: Uh I would say the faculty cuz we did it last week but yeah. it's kind of mm-hmm. uh it's that hidden identity nobody knows they get those aliens could tell but it's like you could you know something about people that they don't know and vice versa Yeah. and the thing mm-hmm. it's it's a kind of a a who done it yeah um I'm trying to think if there's other Usually I look it up, but I to be honest, I just forgot for this episode. No, you're good. I mean, we've been... You can also check out
1: John Carpenter's other stuff. Big Trouble in Little China is really good. Mm-hmm. You've got Escape from New York, which we talked about. Just any John Carpenter joint that he Invasions calls a, of
0: the Invasion of the Body Snatchers, sorry.
1: No, you're good. We did two Alien movies back-to-back without knowing it.
0: That's true. No, I knew it. Oh, I knew. I orchestrated this shit.
1: <laughs> yeah. It was me. It was me all along. <laughs>
0: um, it, somebody I'm on I just googled it and went to Reddit. Somebody said Dawn of the Dead Okay. commentary on uh, consumerism. Anti-consumerism.
1: There, yeah, that that's mm-hmm. a
0: good one. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, uh that's actually the the as I said before, the the Ending of season four.
1: Yeah, we've done four seasons. We're kind of on a year of doing this shit.
0: That's a lot.
1: That's a lot. We've been doing it for... This This has been like a very consistent podcast and an, a, a consistent time of enjoyment this past yeah. year. I've enjoyed this a lot.
0: Lots of kind messages from you listeners, and uh, that always... You know how to make a motherfucker just feel good.
1: Yeah, those messages when you... I love it when you message me on Twitter and you reference something in an episode we we recorded weeks ago and I was like, yeah, I don't remember what we said. (laughs) But thank you for enjoying it.
0: Yeah, thanks for being here. And uh, again, as I said at the beginning of the show, if you want to chime in on our Season 4 Wrap Up Awards episode, all those categories are on both our Instagrams and you could email us at... uh, They're coming to get you pod at gmail.com.
1: Yes. And then because I know some people may not listen to our awards episode, I get it. It's not about a movie you might not want to hear. It's just be our wonderful, charming selves for for however we do it. Um, I do want to go ahead and announce the kickoff of season five, Mm -hmm. which I'm very excited about because this is a series that people have requested for a very long time, and I'm excited to finally get into it. And we are going to be – Going on, I believe, uh, flight one eighty seven.
0: Oh shit! Are we going to Lost? Are we doing Lost? Yeah. We <laughs> are. G- no, it's Oceanic flight something something.
1: We are going to. We uh, is, it, is it flight? Is it flight one eighty seven? I hope it is. Conair.
0: We're doing Conair. We're doing. It's
1: uh flight 180. Sorry, it's flight 180. Okay. We're, 87. 187 is another. Co- it, it was a connecting flight. We're we're doing <laughs> final destination. I went a really long way to say we're doing final fucking destination. <laughs> I'm so excited. We're gonna cover the first one, and oh my god. So if you're getting hype for in like a couple weeks, we're gonna talk about final destination. Watch it with your family, perhaps mm-hmm. on a, on a flight on a vacation to Paris, and really feel. The stress of this movie, because I'm excited to cover this. This is one of my favorite series that we have not talked about yet, so mm-hmm. let's go.
0: And uh, we're, so, we'll, as usual, we'll uh, do the, the awards episode, then we'll take a few weeks off. That's to be determined, but yeah. we might have some extra stuff over there on Patreon. Yeah. So, if you need to wet your little whistle, mm. go over there on Patreon. And all the more reason to subscribe, but wherever you listen... Because we drop the episodes there first.
1: Yeah, so I usually try to drop them early on Thursdays. Is what I've been doing it. So, mm-hmm. and they might drop earlier, but they'll always drop before you can get them on normal podcast platforms. So yeah, so whenever these episodes start getting recorded and dropped, you'll hear them first. So subscribe to our Patreon if you want to.
0: And as always, they're coming to get you. Barbara. Bitches, leave. They're coming to get you. <laughs> They're coming for you, Barbara. They're coming to get you.